0: Buff Nation! Let's go! Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We're presented by Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Jake and RK. What is up, man? How are you feeling, first off?
1: Oh, much better. Much better. <laughs> I'm I'm 95% today.
0: What a what a week. Yeah. Uh, a nugget celebration, a parade, and then you get sick.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that was highly predictable. Especially since I went from a boys' weekend right. to the Nuggets winning it to the Nuggets parade, it was v- way too much drinking, not enough sleeping. <laughs> It'll get you every time.
0: You survived though.
1: I did. I did. Thankfully, like I got sick on the weekend, right? So I just had like two days to do absolutely nothing, recover. Yep. Took a third day. Now I'm back.
0: There's like, I mean, there's baseball, but there's like no sports. I was watching like college World Series this weekend,
1: dude. It's so rough.
0: It's brutal.
1: You can't watch the Rockies. No. Like I would kill for the Rockies to just be four games under 500, and it's like, well, well, I guess I'll tune in just to see. Yeah, um, they're done. They're 16 games yeah. under 500. It's over. There's no point in watching them. Yeah,
0: I checked the standings the last over the weekend. I was like, I wonder yeah. how the Rockies are doing. <laughs> yeah, bottom of the table, just 16 games yeah. back. Whatever it was. Terrible.
1: We ha- we last week. We had the U.S. Men's National Team. Right. Two games. They won. It was sick. Um, and then you had the US Open over the weekend, which had my full attention. Uh-huh. I watched like probably like 12 combined hours over yeah. two days. Um, and now I'm just like, what am I supposed to watch TV shows like a normal person? Yeah, I guess so.
0: F1's getting a little interesting.
1: Oh, OK.
0: Um, some You got to get up in the morning, though. We're going to Europe. What time? Uh, 6 a.m. No, <laughs>
1: I only do that for leads. <laughs> And it didn't, yeah, it didn't work out well. It didn't end
0: well. All right, um, we are, we're going to talk about LaMason Waller after his fifth visit last week to Colorado. Uh, we're going to talk about Charles the third.
1: He's about to have one visit for every year he's been on this earth.
0: <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, a couple preferred walk-ons and other guys arrived to campus. I want to get your reaction to a few things, but we start with the latest news in terms of conference realignment um, we talked about it yesterday when Henry was here, the Pete Mel news that broke on Friday about the Mountain West uh, and San Diego State and trying to leave early. Well, there's been a response from the Mountain West, and they are uh, kind of coming down on San Diego State. At this time, they will not approve any expect- exceptions they requested last week, um, including an additional month before departure. Reduced exit fee or the ability to pay out the exit fee in installments. Um, the SDSU is just kind of floating in limbo right now, basically. Yeah,
1: I mean, <clears throat> they need to figure out what they're going to do. Jeez, the spirit of the Buffaloes is really shining. It's going today. crazy today. I need to turn that down <laughs> a little. There we go. Um, they need to make a decision. Like, They're kind of halfway in, halfway out right now, and I understand why. Um, because it's the Pac-12's fault. The Pac-12 doesn't have their shit together. So yes. SDSU is like, "Hey, we would like for you to get your shit together before we figure this out." But it's kind of like a, it's like a stock right now, right? Are you gonna buy the stock low and in hope that it hits? Yeah. Or are you gonna wait till it gets too high for you to afford it? And that's literally what's gonna happen to them because, you know, the difference doubling in terms of their exit fee is probably gonna price them out of the ability to leave. Yeah. So buy the stock low and come to the Pac-12 or stick where you're at and, and wait for the next opportunity. If I'm being totally honest, um, sorry to the, uh, the Clint's and Connors of the world, <laughs> I would not make the jump to the Pac-12 if I were them. Uh, I would just wait and try to make it on the next wave to the, once the Pac-12 evaporates.
0: I mean, the Mountain West obviously is, uh, I mean, lower level. But the Pac-12 is acting like a lower level conference with how they're treating San Diego State. Amen. I mean, they're just leaving them hanging. <clears throat> they gassed them up all spring talking about, <clears throat> oh, we love their, you know, new stadium. They got all these bars in there. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically courted them. <clears throat> it wasn't a well-kept secret at all. We knew that Pac 12 in San Diego State was a thing that was happening. And now <laughs> San Diego State's like actually got a deadline, like, hey, we kinda. We'd love to join your conference, but we don't want to pay a billion dollars basically for it. pac 12s like, oh well, we still can't figure out our media deal. Yeah, just leaving them hanging.
1: Yeah, um, just wait. If I were them, just wait. Try and figure it out uh, on the next wave.
0: Um, it's holding up San Diego State, but it's holding up Colorado too.
1: It absolutely is. We need, uh, and I really, I am starting to believe there's like a filibuster. Yeah, part of this. Well, you just think, well, they can't leave until there's a deal. So let's hold off on the deal as long as we can.
0: Right. Um, There's got to be a breaking point at some point, though. I mean, I guess this June deadline is the soft deadline at this point, but who really knows? Yesterday we put out a graphic, Ryan, or we showed the graphic on the show. It's updated uh, slightly. But uh, the combined production... Ah yeah, of these players that are coming into the program is pretty staggering.
1: It is. Do we also have handy the combined production of those who left?
0: Oh yeah, we do.
1: So let's keep those real close and real tight next to each other. Uh, Fifty-one transfers in. What number sticks out to you the most?
0: Um, I think it's the ninety-six touchdowns. Yep. That's pretty
1: massive. Ninety. Six touchdowns. Jake, the University of Colorado football team last season, scored 21 touchdowns. Yep. 21. The transfers that they were bringing in scored 96. Yeah. I know it's not one for one. You bring these guys in, you get all their touchdowns. But this is absurd that's four times a little more more than four times the amount of touchdowns coming in as touchdowns going out there's a lot that goes into the game of football in the end it's about scoring touchdowns you win the game by scoring touchdowns they brought in guys who could score touchdowns to replace guys who couldn't score touchdowns
0: yep uh alton mccaskill we already know 18 when he was a true freshman in 2021 uh we counted shadors because He's going to be the starting quarterback, of course. So, all 40 of them throw them on the board, yes. And this is including Travis and Jimmy, who had only four each, yes, last season, yes. So, uh, <laughs> I feel like we're that number is, I mean, it's big and it it's not going to be topped, obviously, probably this next year, unless it's a historic season, mm-hmm. but it still feels like they're just scratching the surface in some regards.
1: Well, and this is what I've been trying to explain to people so much, and, and it really just comes back to those 40, 40 touchdowns from Shador Sanders. He doesn't need to throw 40 this year. <clears throat> he might. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it past him. He doesn't need to throw 40 for this team to be massively improved. He really doesn't need to throw 30 right. for this team to be massively improved, and I think he will throw 30 or close to mm-hmm. it. If he throws 20 touchdowns half of what he threw last year this team will be massively improved the buffs haven't have had i think three 20 touchdown seasons in the 2000s from a quarterback i mean it would be a, it would be a historically great season yeah if he throws half as many touchdowns as he did last year <laughs> and that's what i keep trying to pound into people's heads is I don't even care about any other transfer. The fact that they are getting a blue chip, cannot miss quarterback in mm-hmm. college football will make them so much better. And, and people uh, just aren't ready to accept that because they are thinking way too much about the level that he played at before, which they way undervalue. Mm hmm. But he really is that guy. Yeah. He really is that guy. He has, um, you know, like 10 out of 10 accuracy for a college football quarterback, 10 out of 10 IQ for a college football quarterback. Um, I I wouldn't say 10 out of 10 arm, but maybe an eight it's for good a college an, football quarterback. It's plenty fine. Yeah. Yeah. So... The, the upgrade at that position alone, and it's reflected in the in that 96 touchdown number. It's 40 of them. It's yeah. almost half. Um, that is why this team is guaranteed to be better than they were last year. And For that's sure. one player. There's 50, 50 more players that they added uh, onto this team that are going to help. At, many of them are going to help.
0: Some other things that stood out, um, if you go back to that graphic, yeah, yeah. Four offensive linemen who started every single game last year for the last team they were on. It's Tyler Brown, it's Jack Bailey, Savion Washington, Landon Beebe. Um, I, d- I said a lot of these yesterday, but the past breakups, 27 and a half. Travis himself, again, he was hurt last year. He had 10. And then Roderick Ward uh, out of Southern Utah, the safety, had 11. Wow. Those two players combined for 21.
1: Eleven past breakups in a season is insane.
0: Ten when you're hurt yes. and playing both ways too is ridiculous. But
1: that's also a five-star number one player in the country. True. Roderick Ward was getting tested and denying the test every time. Well,
0: he also had four interceptions.
1: What a what a ball! And we we haven't even talked about him. I know. We need to do a whole show of guys that we haven't talked enough <laughs> yes. about. Like. He had his day, but like we haven't talked enough about Derek McClendon. Yep, my guy. Um, Chaz Wallace. Maybe that'll be tomorrow's show. There you go. Just like a reminder hey, don't forget about this guy because we spend so much time talking about the stars.
0: And that'll prove that we're not sleeping on a guy because every time the chat brings up someone's, y'all are sleeping on. We're not. There's just a lot of people. There's so
1: many people. Maybe we are. Like. Not in the literal sense of, like, we don't think they're good. We're sleeping on them. We're sleeping on them just because we're not talking about them enough. Right. I'm sure there's plenty of guys.
0: Um, in the context of that graphic, I think the running back production really stood out as well. Of course, McCaskill didn't uh, play last year, which is why it's career numbers. Um, if he did play and had a good season, it'd be probably look even better than that. But uh, Saivion Wilkerson has touched the ball over 500 times in his career and almost has 2,500 rushing yards, uh, just under five, point, or five yards per carry, and he's got 20 touchdowns himself in his career. This backfield is absolutely stacked. Yeah. It's crazy how stacked it is. got to factor in Hankerson, Offerdahl's probably going to get carries, and then, of course, Dylan Edwards, and then the top three guys that we talk about, McCaskill, Smoke, and uh, Wilkerson.
1: Yeah, and Dylan Edwards... Doesn't have numbers to add to this graphic. Right, exactly. Um, but he very well might be the best of all of them. Yep.
0: It's
1: a beautiful thing.
0: And then um, I think it was 12 all-conference players last year. 12 all-conference players for the Buffs going back to what year?
1: <laughs> 2010, I would guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They had a, they had a good few in 2016. First, is this first team or any team? Any, Just any all-conference honors. Mm, okay, owners. I'll put it back to 2016. Yeah. I bet you they surpassed that in that time. Do
0: you want to look at the first graphic in the series?
1: Yeah, let's bring back the, uh, the OG. So there it is.
0: Look at how small the numbers are.
1: I mean, good. <laughs> Two total defensive backs who charted one or more passes broken up. Twenty seven. Right. Yeah, Twenty seven PBUs are coming back in two with ten. How do you have a half PBU?
0: Um, that's a good question. All right. I may mess that up
1: anyways. Um, <laughs> three <laughs> interceptions <laughs> from 12 <laughs> defensive backs. Eleven <laughs> touchdowns from eleven <laughs> skill players. Unbelievable. One total sack. What are we talking about here? Zero multi-touchdown games. It's crazy. Think of all that Shador is bringing alone. Yeah. And that included that is That included J.T.
0: Stroud. Yeah. Yes.
1: Insane. Insane. People really tried to make a stink about that. And I, I, I think it's fair to say, Jake, that zero of those people have rescinded their word. They they just don't pay attention. If it's bad, they're on it. If it's good, it's wait and see.
0: Yep. We'll wait and see then.
1: They need to wait and see what the people that left actually do. That is true. And um, trust me when I tell you I'm wishing them all the best. Of course. but But I also watch them play a lot of football.
0: Yeah, we know who they are as players. Yeah. All right! Shout out to Omaha Steaks. Um, it's grilling season. They've got you covered. They have a great deal going on where you can get a bunch of different stuff in one package. You get four bacon-wrapped fillets, four boneless chicken breasts, four pork chops, four jumbo franks, four caramel apple tarts, and Omaha steak seasoning, all for ninety-nine ninety-nine. And you get eight free Omaha steak burgers included. <coughs> so you actually have to use the code DMVR Broncos. Oh. When you go to the website, yes. Um, so just go to the search bar at the top. Use the DMVR Broncos code and get yourself some Omaha steaks. While you're doing that, make sure you got some Chador's number two to go with those pork chops and chicken breasts on the grill. I know a lot of you in the chat have uh, recently bought it. Let me know what you guys think about it. Um, again, it's our favorite barbecue sauce. It, goes it really great is on that good. Everything. Yes. Literally Everything. Go to PLBSE.com. Use the code ALLCITY at checkout. You'll get 10% off your order. Shador's number two. Shador's number two in Omaha Steaks. That's quite the the dynamic duo right there. That
1: is. That is. All right. Really quick. uh, Travis said, I'm loving Jacquez Robinson. Dude seems like a dog. Big time competitive spirit and funny. Gelling with the team quite well. Between him and O'Marian Cooper. Yep. Boy, does that DB room look different. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Travis wasn't even in there, but, you know, you add Travis, you add those two guys, you add some of the other guys that they've brought in here. That looks like a professional defensive backs room. Those are big boys. Yep. Uh, O'Marion Cooper next to Javon Antonio, like, holds his own. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy.
0: Those reps, I mean, we've shown a couple of them on this show, but... That's just an all-out war. Well,
1: and I love that people have now, I can't remember who it is, so shout out to you, you know who you are, uh, shown some of the ones that O'Marion Cooper is winning. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone loves to see the offense win. That's the highlight most of the time is, oh, long touchdown. Oh, this guy got mossed. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that you get to see him win a few of those reps too. Just a reminder, like, hey, defense can make plays too.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, LeMason Waller, I already mentioned, took his fifth visit to Colorado last week. It was for the seven-on-seven tournament. He competed. Sound like he did pretty well, too. He spoke about it, though. He said, I love this visit because the coaches actually got to watch me play and run routes. They told me they love what they saw. I came out here to spend some more time with Colorado's coaches, so it was a good experience. I feel like it was one of my best visits up there, just based on the fact that I got to work in front of Brett Bartoloni. He got to see me play in numerous games. That was pretty cool. He told me that I am extremely smooth and he loved how I played. I'm very fluid, and he just likes how I play receiver. Um, talking about the vibe in Boulder. It's always the same, always great vibes. The coaches at CU are all super positive people. It is always the same when I come. I just feel the love a lot over there. Talking about, he's going to Tennessee next week. He said, I'm just trying to absorb it all, going through this whole process. Says, I'm trying to absorb it all, be humble, enjoy the process. Looking for a family-oriented place with great football, great culture, and great fans. Sounds like Colorado.
1: Sounds like Colorado, indeed. Um, and So what year would he be playing? He's
0: 2025. Okay. So we've talked about him, um, I think, almost every time he's come out here, actually. Yep. <laughs> but uh, 2025, four-star, 247 Sports Composite, top 300 player from Hesperia, California, Sultana High School, six-two, one seventy. 170, He's got over 43 offers at this point. And again, this is a 2025 kid. Last year... Winnie's class. Yes, Winnie's class. Last year caught 64 balls for 1,057 yards and 15 touchdowns as a sophomore. Two-way player, added 36 tackles and two interceptions. Wow. Yep.
1: Can't wait for him to be a buff.
0: Yep. He's very interested, obviously.
1: Speaking of can't wait for him to be a buff, should we talk about Boo Carter?
0: I want to hear your thoughts, yeah.
1: I mean, we would have loved to get, get him on the first time around, but flip season <laughs> isn't far away.
0: I, that's what I said yesterday. Everything I read, and it could just be random Twitter people talking, but everything I read said suggested that this is going to go down to signing day.
1: Yeah, and even more so, I heard that essentially he wants to see maybe a bit of success on the field this year.
0: I, that's fair, too. I get it.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, so I think if this team, you know, performs to the level that we think they're capable of, I think the chances are very real. Like, he said it himself. He said he believes that he's guaranteed to be a top 10 pick if he comes to Colorado. I know. That alone should seal the deal. But okay, apparently it did not. Yeah. So maybe he believes he's also going to be a top 10 pick guaranteed if he goes to Tennessee. And, you know, he'll have a chance. It's hard for me to say to win a national championship. Um, but to you know compete in the SEC and and win a lot of games, yeah. um, that's obviously what Tennessee's trying to do. They did it last year. Right. If Colorado goes out there and shows that there can be a winner, and he can join this wave and play for Coach Prime, I think he ends up flipping to Colorado before the end before this is all over.
0: He's still going to take an ov to Boulder. Um, so another. I don't think he has taken one.
1: He just did a visit, an unofficial. An unofficial. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And obviously, you know, it it sounded like the biggest thing for him being in Tennessee was being close to his mom, close to family. It's going to be a hard thing to overcome. It always is. Of course. Um, But I think if if the Buffs win, I'll even say if they win over six games this year, he's a buff.
0: I think you'll see a lot of flips like that or commitments from high-profile guys. Just having Coach Prime prove that you can actually win and play well in Boulder.
1: And He's like the only one that I'm begging for
0: yeah. um, I'll say this Tennessee man they're coming uh, mm-hmm. maybe not as much as Colorado or maybe more but they are tearing it up on the recruiting trail right now totally Josh Heupel well done
1: yeah I mean this is what you do right you get a quarterback like Hendon Hooker um, you have a historic season and then you have to bang you have to capitalize on it immediately mm-hmm. uh, and you can keep the ball rolling yep. and you got to hit on those guys too like That was where Colorado, they had that historic season in 2016, and they just didn't hit on that next recruiting class, and that's why they went right back where they came from. Yep.
0: We'll see. We'll see where he uh, actually ends up. We do have a top 14 from Cameron McKell out of Statesboro, Georgia. Uh, 138th overall player in this upcoming class. 247 Sports, four-star composite player. 10th overall athlete. He does have two crystal balls to Georgia. Um, and one is from Steve Wiltfong. These were given out on May 1st, but his top 14, uh, of course, Colorado in it. Uh, sorry. It is Colorado, Florida, Virginia tech, Ole miss. Is that Vanderbilt? You see? <laughs> Just the V <laughs> next to CU.
1: Yeah. Uh, kind of looks like Villanova but I think it is Vanderbilt.
0: Georgia Tech, Indiana, A&M, Tennessee, Auburn, South Carolina, Bama, Kentucky, and Georgia. But 62181. Um remember when we talked about Michael Welch and he was like four Georgia State 4A player or whatever? Yeah. This guy he as a 10th grader got bronze in the 100 and 200 meter dash 6A state track meet. Wow. In Georgia. <laughs> crazy so buffs are in in some regards let's
1: go numbers game
0: a couple walk-ons have arrived preferred walk-ons namir robinson let's go nate robinson's son yep
1: i've heard he can fly yeah Yep. let's go (laughs) (laughs) yeah y'all asked at their most random shit
0: Um, Andy Etok arrived, and he's Chidobe Awuzie's cousin. Ah. So that's the relation between him and uh, Chidobe.
1: A fun little uh, connection there.
0: Yep. Um, I believe that's it for recruitment, though. Great. Let's hear from... uh, Listen to
1: Val and hit the like.
0: Of course. Smash that like button. Also, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.
1: By the way, we're up to four point seven uh, stars on iTunes.
0: Yeah, let's keep it going. Let's get to we'll four point eight. Four
1: point eight. We're also over two hundred reviews on iTunes, which yep. is impressive. At like one hundred and twenty on Spotify, all five stars, which we yep. appreciate. Uh, so appreciate you guys.
0: Yep. Thank you, Buff Nation. Um, let's hear from my guy, Coach Brew. Oh, okay. Coach Brew had this clip go up over the weekend. Um,
2: I loved it. Good morning, man. Hey, I say one time, give me one clap. One time. I say two times, give me two claps. Give me two times. Give me two times. One time. Say ball security.
1: Ball security.
2: Ball security. Ball security. Ball security is life. It is life. It is the lifeblood of our offensive success. Right, men? Okay? Bottom line is this. We don't turn the ball over. We're going to win a bunch of football games. We turn the ball over, we're gonna lose football games. We must value the football. The football is your money. Ball security is job security. Yours and mine. What are players, what do players want more than anything else from a coach, man? Truth. Truth. You want truth, don't you, Charlie? Yes, sir. Okay. What does Coach Lewis, as the offensive coordinator, as the head coach of the offense, want from the player? Trust. Trust. Truth and trust. And those two things together will help make us really, really successful, men. Say ball security. Ball security. Say ball security. Ball security. Ball security is life. Ball security is your opportunity, okay, to gain trust.
0: Absolutely love that man.
1: You've heard ball is life. You've heard football is life from Ted Lasso. (laughs) Yep. Now, Tim Brewster, ball security is life. Ball security is life, though. Ball security is life. Go back to last year. I don't want to.
0: But, I mean, (laughs) one of the biggest issues with this team was ball security. Taking care of the football.
1: They couldn't do anything right, but holding on to the ball was one of the many things they couldn't do right. Uh, And the most important part was that last part he said, in my opinion. Trust. Yep. Why is ball security job security? Why is ball security life? Because of trust. And a coach can only play you as much as he can trust you. And you put the ball on, on the ground once, okay, that can be overcome. Twice, well, now this is looking like a pattern. Three times, you're done. The coach can never trust you again as soon as you have put the ball on the ground three times, uh, unless you're Eric B because he did it four times in one game and still redeemed himself.
0: Or Melvin Gordon's coaches. Oh, God.
1: Anyways, <laughs> trust. Trust is everything. Uh, and ball security builds trust and it you know I I said earlier football is a simple game you just have to score more touchdowns the other thing is you just have to have less turnovers yes those two things well forget the touchdowns if you just turn the ball over less than your opponent you are going to win the game so much more than you are going to lose the game it is a tried-and-true metric for every team ever you win the turnover battle, you win the football game. It's that simple. And so if you secure the ball and you, and you hold on to that thing, what was Shador's touchdown to interception last year? 40 to 6?
0: Uh, yeah, 40 to 6. That includes his rushing touchdowns as well.
1: <laughs> um, that's taking care of the football. Yep. That's why you win damn near every game he played in.
0: Yep. I mean, it's the most important part of the game, honestly. And it's at times the most overlooked part of the game. Especially, like, through the player evaluation process. People will see a great player, and they'll have issues fumbling the ball, and it's always, oh, no, we can coach that out. We can fix that. When it That's, like, detrimental, literally, to your team's success. Yep. If you have a running back who's so, you know, fumble-prone, like, they're just a liability. And I love that's how Bill Belichick operates his running back room. Remember, what was his name? Jonas Gray? Yeah. Never heard from him again after he had a 200-yard game, but he fumbled the next week after. Yep. And I think more coaches should do shit like that, honestly,
1: yeah, I mean, I think guys deserve a second chance, um but a third chance is a is a blessing, yeah, if you get that you're you're lucky um and you know i I like there I think there's mental things that you can do, like I like when they make the guy carry the football around all week after he had two fumbles or whatever like. You're going to learn how to hold on to this thing mm-hmm. uh, no matter what happens. But ball security is also kind of – it's almost a natural skill more than it is a learned skill. For sure, yeah. Like some guys just know how to run while keeping the ball tight. Some guys just don't. Yeah. And learning it is very, very difficult. And you'll just see people like Philip Lindsay, who never fumbled football. Mm-hmm. It's not because, in my opinion, he's thinking about it more than everyone else and trying harder to protect it more than everyone else. He's just naturally better at protecting it than everyone else. Yep. So better take care of it or else you'll be out of the whatever rotation you're in very quickly.
0: Um, that guy on that was just on screen, Coach Brewster. According to our friend, Big Game Boomer, the 30th best tight end coach. Too low. I think I agree. Way too low. I agree.
1: What other coaches have their resume?
0: Um, well, I can read off 29 who Big Game Boomer says. Yeah, I yeah. won't
1: recognize any of their names. Oh, but same. <laughs> what I'm saying is who has Kyle Pitts? Who else does he have on there?
0: Uh, whoever Antonio was going Gates. Florida State. I mean, he's had tons of them. He's been at... Um... No. No. <laughs> oh, God. Um his where resume of,
1: of the tight ends that he's coached is out of this world. I don't know if anyone else can match it.
0: Let me find out where else he's been. So, I mean, he was at Jackson State last year, and they had, um, who was their tight end last year?
1: Well, they had um, Hag- Hagler?
0: Hayden Hagler, right. Yep. Um, so then Florida, 2020, there 2021. Was big guy. He was at Florida State for four years. I'm, I think they had, um, oh God, what was his name when they won the national title? I don't remember. He was like a movie star's like grandson or something.
1: Oh, oh, it was Jack Nicholas, the golfer's yeah, grandson. That's right. But I don't remember what I his I can't name remember was. his
0: name. Um, he's been around, man. And he played the position. Exactly. That's my guy. All right. Sean says Todd Hartley, number one. Yep, he's number one on this list. That's George's tight end coach.
1: See if we can find a little uh, list of some of the guys that he. Uh, so he's got Antonio Gates.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Nick O'Leary. Nick that O'Leary. was his name. Good Thank pull. you.
1: Thank you, Nicholas. Anyways, he's got a great resume. He does. <laughs> well, there the, needs to be like an easy, easily accessible list. Yeah, that, but it's that's not a there.
0: that's a hard thing to dig into yeah. and find. This episode of the DMVR Buffs podcast is brought to you by Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot this summer for happy hour. They've got an extended happy hour right now, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every single day at all 12 Illegal Pete's locations. Get yourself a house beer bucket or a house margarita. Um, Stop by after you go to a Rockies game. Show them your ticket stub, and they'll give you a free house margarita or draft beer. Shout out to Illegal Pete's. I love you. I miss you. We'll see you soon.
1: So I've got a few more here. Okay. So I said the two, which were Antonio Gates and Kyle Pitts. I honestly don't know if anyone can even match that. I mean, yeah, that's,
0: you don't even have to say much after that.
1: This this list mentions Nick O'Leary, who was a two-time Mackey Award finalist. Yes. Um, and then there was one other. Oh, Jace Sternberger. Yes. Who had a solid uh, NFL career in Tennessee. Those are the main ones listed. On he was here.
0: at A&M, right? Sternberger? Yes. I haven't heard that name in years. (laughs) Um, Is that Algie Crumpler? Algie Crumpler,
1: yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) That goes back so far. I remember Algie Crumpler, I believe it was Mike Vick's tight end with the Falcons.
0: He was a dog, too.
1: At least in Madden, where I was running routes with him. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Um, I always drafted the Michael Vick-Algie Crumpler uh, combo. Oh, The stack. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery The beer of the month here at the DMVR Bar Is the Mountain Beach Sour It's crisp, it's refreshing, it's crushable It's fantastic You can get yourself one of those Or any of our other favorites that are here We got the Avalanche Amber Ale right in front of me Uh, The Vanilla Porter Jr. The Fun Slinger We got Good Company Hard Seltzers All that good stuff And you can find some near you if you check out their beer locator At www.breckbrew.com Find a Breck Brew near you. All right. He was a dog out of UNC. Is that Crumpler? Gotta be. Yep. Sean says Vix go to.
1: I'm just happy that I, that name was said today.
0: <laughs> he said he was huge. He had to be about 260. That guy was massive. Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> like uh, Dwayne House Carswell. I don't know who that is. Really? He was Broncos tight end. uh uh-uh. um,
0: Super Bowl champ. Who was the the Chamberlain tight end?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, he was like
0: the guy after Shannon Sharp, right?
1: Yes. Wow. I can't remember his first name.
0: I just remember him from playing those old Maddens. Yep. Chamberlain. Tony Scheffler.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Tony Scheffler and Jay Cutler was a sick combo. For <laughs> yeah. The years. next Shannon and
0: uh, Alway, if you tell us me. That's wait.
1: Wayne Chamberlain? No. I can look it up. Um
0: even though he's a Ram, shout out to uh, Joel Dreesson too. Nope. No? Okay. Never mind. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh what do you guys want to talk about today? Are there Val's asking, are the official visits like they used to be back in the day, are there are there attractive tour guides these days? I have no idea how I try to ask them every time what the OVS and visit days are like, but uh,
1: yeah, I'm sure they uh, they're, they they got to have something. Yeah, they know what they're doing.
0: Clint's asking how many rushing touchdowns for Shador this year. He ran one in in the spring game, kind of, and it felt kind of like a uh, oh yeah, don't forget, I can also do this type of thing.
1: I'm gonna say five.
0: I'm gonna go with six. I think he matches last year's total. Okay. Uh, Ray Evans, where does the incoming transfer stacked against last year's Pac-12, top half, top quarter? Um, are you just talking about the overall transfer class, I guess?
1: The overall transfers is top two. I mean, compared to last year,
0: it doesn't compare. They got, what, seven transfers in?
1: Yeah. But and incoming transfer stacked against... Oh, stacked against last year's Pac-12? I'm confused.
0: Oh, I think he might be saying if this team played in last year's Pac-12, where would they finish?
1: It's pretty similar, right? The quarterbacks didn't really change. Well, I shoot. think they're in the top half.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Pac-12 was kind of good last year. They were really good, actually.
1: What's going to change? They're going to be good again.
0: Eh, I don't know. I mean, Utah doesn't really have a starting quarterback right now. What's up with Cam Rising? Towards ACL last year. Oh. Like, towards the end. Oh. Yeah. That's not good.
1: Also, you're thinking of uh Dwayne Carswell.
0: Nope. Nope. Sure? Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Yep. I'll find it. I
1: said Dwayne Carswell first.
0: I'll get it. Byron Chamberlain.
1: There it is. Byron Chamberlain. <laughs> we already awkward. knew that.
0: Oh, God. This next... <laughs> this next question, Bell's asking how many missed tackles... Uh, oh, sorry, sh- I'm skipping. Cheryl, what happened with Chris Walton, who attended the Juco Preferred Walk-On Camp? Don't know. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know much. I wanted to go to the camp,
1: but... Yep. No media allowed. Uh,
0: they didn't let us in, and I don't know very much from this camp. So, Chris Walton is a... 6'2, 225 pounds defensive lineman, though.
1: Oh. He's add a little.
0: <laughs> He's got to be playing edge. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the one. How many missed tackles did CU have
1: last year? Unlimited. I mean, I can remember a um Zach Charbonnet run. Oh my god. Where they god. had, I don't know, six on one run.
0: Go to thedmvr.com. Go to the Buffs part, the Buffs content part. I wrote a film room in October of last year of how they couldn't stop the run. You
1: remember what it was titled?
0: I remember what I wanted to title it, and then you changed it.
1: <laughs> Is it something along the lines of like, why well, see you can't stop the run.
0: That's what it was called, yeah.
1: Um, so search that. Yeah. You'll see uh, some just awful football. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing worse and I've seen a lot of bad football, so I I think I'm an authority on this. Uh, there's nothing worse than a team that can't stop the run.
0: Oh, it's agonizing.
1: It's the worst quality your team can have yeah. as a football fan.
0: I mean, you just get pummeled to the ground every game. It is so
1: easy for the other team. Yeah. Like, at least make them work for it. Right. Just turning around and handing the ball off and running forward and gashing you for 8 to 10 yards every time is misery.
0: Well, if you watch that, go look at that film room from last year. And how bad the coaching was, guys were just not being put in position straight up. It, they were playing like a, I don't know, like a park football defense. Literally just go upfield type of thing. Yeah. Play yeah. fast, play hard. That, that was their defense last year. <sighs> it was terrible. It wasn't good. Cheryl's asking, did everyone know uh, Carter Stoutmeyer has a new YouTube channel? He has a video out and he needs some restaurant recommendations.
1: I need to, like, print out the one that I gave to Darius mm-hmm. and just hand it out around the <laughs> locker room next yeah. time we go up there.
0: Um, I did see Carter has a YouTube channel, though. I think uh, someone else, Kyrie Manns, or was it um, Chaz Wallace? One of them, I think, also started a channel.
1: I don't know if it made it into the comments, but apparently Kyrie Mans was saying that New York football players are better than Texas football players. Okay. okay.
0: <laughs> Alfredi's asking, on a scale of 1 to 10, did the Louis meet your expectations? Update on expected wins this year. Has Travis J. established himself as the leader of the DBs? That's a lot of questions.
1: Uh, scale of 1 to 10, how much did the Louis meet my expectations for year one? 10. I mean, yeah,
0: it's 9 Probably or 10. 11. Yeah, like a lot of it was a given, of course. Shador and Travis, we knew were happening,
1: but uh, you can't remove that. Of course, you know it has to be. It has to be in there. The big thing for me is the um, just overall scale of how many guys they brought in. Fifty-one new players. I think I originally said thirty-five to forty was the max. So yeah. there you go. Um, would you have liked to see like one or two stars that they just pulled out of the transfer portal? Um, Yes, but I would say Alton McCaskill is one of those. For sure. Um, but if they got like a... Sakari Franklin. Franklin, a Bear Alexander. Right. That would probably have just like... Right. Blown everything apart. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the players that they got are very strong. The overall roster upgrade, I truly don't think people understand. If this was Madden, I legitimately think they went from like a 62 overall roster to like above an 80.
0: Yeah, for sure. Update on expected wins this year. I don't know if we have. I think we're still around five or six bowl eligibility, right? Yeah, six is six is my spot. Okay. And then Travis J. establishing himself as a leader. He's definitely been a vocal leader. Um, he just got cleared to, not too long ago. I don't know if he's cleared to play football. He's cleared to work out, though. Okay. So we'll see. I do not know if Brendan Gaunt is on campus. Gant. Gantt. Someone got so upset with me that I mispronounced uh, Sal... Can he, I don't even want to say his last name now. Sal Onessi. Uh, Sal Nessie's last name. They were really upset about it. It's like, bro, <clears throat> I'm sorry. There's
1: Yeah. Jake hasn't even been on the beat for a year yet.
0: I'm trying.
1: Yeah, exactly. A <laughs> lot to learn.
0: Um. Are we aware that Justin Sambu is in the Transfer Portal? He was teammates with Kyrie Mans. Kyrie Mans. At Maine, so I don't remember how many sacks Kyrie had, but he had uh, Justin had five and a half last year. I think Kyrie was right around that number as well.
1: That's solid. I mean, we really don't necessarily need to add to that room, but
0: six four two eighty
1: five. I'll take it. Got Scollies.
0: That's true. We do. We got three more now too.
1: Yeah. So yeah, actually, forget what I said. I want him. Get him.
0: Clint's asking, can Prime hold on to his staff after success? Who wouldn't hire him? Who wouldn't hire him or his staff?
1: No one can uh, hang on to their staff after success. No one ever in history. Uh, so no. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, Georgia lost their offense. They had Todd Munkins in the NFL now.
1: It happens every single year at Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. Both coordinators.
0: Garrett Riley.
1: Yeah. Literally no one in history has been able to keep a successful staff together for more than two years. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work. I mean, at any level, yeah. the whole point of it is these guys get elevated.
0: That's what makes those like special years. So special though, is that group of people's never, what makes any season so special. Totally. It's that group of people is only temporary. Absolutely. Jamel's asking, uh, do you think New York is better than Texas? Asking for a Buffs player.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I- I think this came down to players, um, but I actually don't think it's better even just as a place. (laughs) Um, I would take Texas over New York in a lot of categories. Um, But I'm just not an East Coast guy.
0: Yeah, I'm not a big East Coast guy either.
1: (laughs) Uh, In football, it's not even debatable in any category. No. no. Well... Bills, I guess. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) they do. I mean, the Giants went to the playoffs. They did go to the playoffs. Yeah, so like, did the Cowboys go to the playoffs?
0: Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. They did. Giants are going to be good this year, I think.
1: Who from the team is first team all hair? I would need to see. Oh,
0: well, Jaquez gets in there for sure. Okay.
1: I need to see like uh, side by sides.
0: I mean, Shiloh and Shador always have something going on that's really dope. Yeah. Oh Lord, let's think.
1: Uh, Travis is is growing them out. Yep, it looks good. Hmm. I need. I just need. I need like a. a I I like what Dylan
0: has going on too.
1: Yeah. Oh, Cam. Of course, Cam. Cam. Absolutely.
0: Well, then Travis J too with his
1: dreads. Yep, yep.
0: Uh, dreads
1: coming out of the back of the helmet is just like the coolest look. I, for
0: a DB too, it's yes, just like yes. yeah,
1: ten out of ten. There's a, I mean, a lot of the guys are bringing it.
0: Yep. Uh, G Bad is asking who's going to be the first sack on defense. It's probably like what minus one fifty for Jordan Dominic, maybe yeah. even more.
1: I'm gonna take someone. Like, I'm gonna take Cam. Yeah, a little safety blitz off the edge, huh? Yeah,
0: interesting. Let me go with Demoy Kennedy. There you go. Uh, Nicole is asking what with some of the best parts of TCU's team gone in the, in the draft this year. Do you all think they'll be as competitive? This this game, no one knows. Like how there's a first off, it's irresponsible to be to have a twenty point spread on this game because no one knows anything going into this game.
1: I have no idea what we're, what we're even counting on from TCU. I know. I mean, wide receiver production is gone. The running back production is gone. The offensive line production is gone. The defensive uh, linebackers production is gone. The secondary, the it, everything is different for them. Yeah. Their best player at damn near every position is gone.
0: Well, and then Chandler Morris is going to be their quarterback, and he was like... Projected to be the starter, was announced the starter for week one last year. Benched. He was not good. No. Benched
1: in the game. Yes. Because he was only up 7-3 on uh, the lowly Colorado Buffalo.
0: And then they brought in the third string guy, and he's out now. So it's all on Chandler Morris. Unless they have...
1: Well, they have a, a competition between him and someone else.
0: Oh, so it's another competition. Yes.
1: Interesting. Yes. Okay. I watched their spring game like a sicko.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're wild for that. <laughs> it uh, was actually terrible. I think that says EA says, Do you think Coach Prime is saving a scholarship to add another quarterback? Um,
1: Probably. Yeah. Well, not saving it, but keeping that in the back pocket just in case someone arises. I'm,
0: he's doing that, I think, for any every position. It's yes. the reason why they're not at 85. Um oh sorry. Drico's asking what D-lineman will have the most sacks. Jordan Dominic. Yep. Jordan Dominic. Um I mean Taj Alston, all those guys candidates. I think Jordan Dominic's the leader, though. And force it down the middle this year. Is it Shiloh? It's everyone. Shiloh, Cam, uh Trevor, yeah. Travis.
1: You don't want to mess with the middle. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. <laughs>
0: DeMoy, Levante, yeah, how, many, mean, how many names do you need?
1: The middle is just a gauntlet. Mm-hmm. You take one guy out, bring in another guy. Uh, the headache gang is going to be large. Oh, yeah. But we do know who the CEO is.
0: Yes, we do. Eric's asking, do you think other coaches are rooting for Coach Prime to fail? Of course they are.
1: Oh, yeah. Of course they are. But isn't everyone rooting for all of their opponents to fail?
0: Uh, true, but I think... <laughs> Given the roster rebuild and just who he is and his clout.
1: Well, the thing is, they know that his ceiling is higher than anyone else's. So if he continues to rise, he's going to pass all of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit of envy.
1: I mean, how many first ballot Hall of Famers have ever been a coach in their sport? Especially in the college ranks. Yeah. Because, you know, you have, like, guys who have been, like, coaches. I mean, I'm thinking of, like, Jason Kidd. Wayne Gretzky was a coach. Right, right. Um, but those are all at the pro level. At the college level? How many first ballot Hall of Famers have become coaches at the college level?
0: I mean, not a first ballot Hall of, hall of Famer, but Penny Hardaway is a coach right now, isn't yep. he?
1: Yep, yep. And he's made some noise. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, there it, it's a rare thing mm-hmm. that everyone around knows all right, well, he can pass everyone. Right. His yeah. stardom, his brand, his everything. There's a a higher chance that he could become the best recruiter in the country and get the best class every year than anyone else.
0: Right. Um, Oh, with that, Pro Football Talk put out a, I mean, this isn't news, but they put out the article today, I think, that Coach Prime is not interested in coaching the NFL because he's too old school, blah, blah, blah. Interesting. Yeah. Eric's asking with Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, taking many four- and five-star players. I think it would be hard for all of them to get equal playing time. Is Coach Prime counting on that to bring them to Boulder? That has to be. I mean, we talked about that going back to December. That's like who we should target in the portal.
1: That's going to be a long-term strategy. For sure.
0: Um, Minister Philly's asking, is it possible for Coach Prime to coach from a press box or something? I mean, it's possible. I don't think he'd do it, though. Again, he says he's too old school. He wants to be there.
1: Yeah, and I assume this is related to his foot. Right. He'll find the solution. He will. And hopefully, you know, he doesn't have to go to any, um, crazy lengths. Yeah, Hopefully for sure. he can, you know, stick it out with, with what he has right now.
0: Yeah uh also right. someone
1: in the comments said ben Finneseth has a better chance to play than trevor woods which is Guys. maybe the worst comment i've ever seen <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man all right anything else <laughs> Uh, this is a good show. We'll be back tomorrow. Maybe we'll do the sleeper show. The, the, we, the we're third. not
1: talking about this guy enough. Show. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's and then you guys can be. end it with the all hair draft.
0: The all hair draft. All right. Maybe. Maybe do a little coaching it. and do a, look into some players, you know? Who has the best hair in CU history?
1: Um, when Phillip the basketball Blink player George King was re- recruited, he had like a high top fade, but it was cut into stairs. <laughs> that was so pretty dumb. sick.
0: <laughs> oh, I saw uh, Tyler like tagged you and the guy's name was like King Large or something.
1: King Large, committed <laughs> to SMU. It's an
0: amazing
1: name. I know. I was, I was saying it sounds like a brand of like blunt raps. <laughs>
0: right.
1: <laughs> I was thinking more like uh, crabs. Like there
0: you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. We'll see you tomorrow, school buffs.
1: All right, school buffs. <laughs>